Hello, and welcome to Every Little Counts. Today's episode is all about timbres. Part of why we humans have made it as far as we have is due to our highly discriminating ears. Something we don't often consider is the near infinite number of sounds we can identify or at least can discriminate from other sounds. This is called timbre. It's incredible. Without hesitation, you know when you hear a baby cry or when a car comes to a sudden stop or the hoarse call of a crow. When it comes to distinguishing pitch, most humans do not have what is called perfect pitch. Perfect pitch is the ability to perceive a musical note's frequency without previously hearing a reference note. My stepmother has perfect pitch, and it has always impressed me when I would play her a piece of music and she could easily give me the root note and often the chord progression as well. So why is this? Why does every human have an uncanny ability to discriminate sounds and only a few of us are gifted with the ability to discriminate pitch? The best reason I can surmise is for survival. Consider the following scenario. It's 200,000 years ago, and you are an early hominid who's foraging in the forest for food. While you also rely heavily on vision to see your predators, you very much rely on hearing to perceive things that are out of your field of vision. As you're collecting berries, you hear a rustle of leaves about 40 feet behind you, and as you turn around, you realize there is a bear shuffling up the hill towards you. So you find safety by scrambling up the tree next to you. And this is just one example of how timbre has helped us to survive. The most interesting part of this is that we can hear the various qualities of sound so precisely without hesitation. Here are some more samples of everyday sounds. These sounds are so commonplace that your brain may have discerned what they were without you even consciously labeling them. That's because we are so adjusted to them that they blend in with the background and under most circumstances we realize that they are not life-threatening. Much like how the brain only focuses on the most immediate and or important stimuli, it often normalizes everyday sounds like this to the background to keep it open for more imperative thoughts taking shape in the executive function of the frontal lobe. Yet. When listening very carefully to everyday sounds, we may pick up on more subtleties, small sonic gestures that exist deeper within the texture of the sound. While in pitch we hear melody, chords, and song, in timbre we hear the color or quality of the musical elements. What makes Bob Dylan's voice not feel so, alone. so distinct from that of Pasta Difficult preaching is Pasta pleasure. Pleasure in preaching starts in the heart. And what separates the noise of a dog barking from a hen clucking is the distinguished world of sound. It may be due to the texture of whatever is producing a particular sound. For example, when someone has a cold and we describe it as sounding nasally, this is because the inflamed nasal passages are affecting the overall quality of their voice. Also, it is common to hear a raspiness in the voice of a veteran smoker. I imagine 
This may be due to the fact that over time, the throat and other tissues involved when speaking have changed, and the acute changes to these tissues have altered their texture and therefore the sound quality. When I stop to ponder this, it simply astounds me how skilled we are at hearing such a variety of sonic multiplicity. At the same time, we rarely succumb to the ubiquity of sounds. They permeate the earth, and we wouldn't get anywhere nor get anything done if we were constantly arrested by the never-ending variety of terrestrial melodies. So it may be more of a practice to willfully tune into our local environment and take in its resonant signature. Going one step further, humans have a gift for mimicry. And not just other humans' voices, but for bird calls, dog barks, the meows of cats, bleats of sheep, and countless other types of sounds. We are an endless synthesizer of the world's utterances. Take Michael Winslow, who was made famous by his part in the 80s film series Police Academy. It seems like he can imitate practically anything. Someone else who took the concept of sound to a whole new level was John Cage. He was well known for celebrating everyday sounds of the world. The score of his piece 433 was simply blank. Generally, it was performed by a pianist who would sit at a piano for the exact time of 4 minutes and 33 seconds. During the performance, the din of the venue would almost seem amplified. The occasional cough or clearing of one's throat might be the only sounds to provide any sense of time passing. It was a sonic framework that allowed for the appreciation of common sounds. It certainly influenced my own compositions and deepened my attention to listening. Taking this time to listen deeply and closely to our environments may be just the thing we need right now. Let some life be breathed into you by quieting down and tuning into your surroundings. Studies have shown that the sounds of nature help to reduce stress. They can also be very restorative and healing. So what sounds do you find comforting? Do you recall when you first heard them? Please share your favorites, and if you have any links to recordings, please share those as well. It'd be great to learn of how sound has influenced your lives. Thanks for listening, and stay tuned for the next episode of Every Little Counts. <laughs>